Jordana Bulavanaka and welcome to Champions of the Pacific. I'm Tala Anderson. This week we talk to the women dedicated to growing international coaches and administrators in Fiji and the Dongan referee nominated as a champion for diversity and inclusion in football in New Zealand. It's no secret that Fiji is packed with sporting talent. All over the world, Fijians can be found running, jumping, tackling and shooting with the best of the best. However, when it comes to roles off the field, particularly in the nation's more popular sports, it's overseas coaches and administrators that dominate leading roles, with formidable resumes highlighting their wealth of knowledge and experience. But former Fiji international Saini Mili Saukuru wants to change all that and is on a mission to see Fijians take up roles across the board. The Oceania Sport and Education Programme Coordinator says sport has always been part of her life and her desire to make a difference goes all the way back to her childhood. The community that I grew up in, it's those, uh, uh, in Fiji we call them housing housing uh, areas. Um, it's those, uh, I think, I, I don't know in New Zealand, but it's those, um, you know, those apartments, you know, high-rise um, but like low-income low housing areas. So I, I grew up in those areas. And so in each of those communities, they always have a, a plain area. So we converted a car park for the cars, for the homes into a volleyball court. So that was my first exposure to playing volleyball. And, uh, you know, going through school where sport was encouraged and we just... Um, we just enjoyed it. We, you know, it resonated with us, and uh, so there's four of us in my family. Three of us uh, all represented the country in sport. My sister and I in volleyball, and my brother in uh, rugby. So it's been part and parcel of our lives. Saini Mili Sokuru played semi-pro volleyball in Europe and Australia before she took up an administrative role for Fiji Volleyball. It was then when she realised being an athlete was not the only career path in sports. I realised, I got exposed that sport was, uh, it was a big thing, you know. It was, uh, you know, Olympic, uh, you know, high performance. But people, they, people could get paid to do sport. And so because I loved sport, like it was a passion of mine, it was like, wow, I can actually find work there. So that kind of got me there. And so when I got back and there was a vacancy in uh Fiji Sports Council. Yeah, so I, and that was the start of my first um, paid role. And so I've been, uh, and straight from that role, and then I got into this role that I'm currently in. From team management to strength and conditioning, ONOC is helping to deliver 15 different courses dedicated to non-playing positions. Sani Mili says these roles will go on to support the development of quality athletes. So the programme is basically a suite of causes that's designed to help individuals that are that help support an athlete. So those causes are designed from coaches, sport administrators, event organizers, team managers, so those individuals around an athlete. Yeah, so the causes are, are designed for, for those that help an athlete. So in terms of the sport education causes, field of play is... Um, you know, training up coaches, you know, to, to better meet the needs of the athletes. Uh, training up strength and conditioning coaches to understand the functional, you know, the functional movement of, of an athlete's whole body with the hope that they will produce quality athletes. She says the reaction has been positive and they are already seeing results. 
you know, our people have now are able to access uh, locally available cause. You know, generally you would go away. Um, so it's um, they appreciate that it's locally available and they can, you know, just do it when, when it's available. It's, it's just this new knowledge altogether for, for most that have uh, been involved in sport uh, coaches. It's because they were former athletes, you know, so they've just generally taken what they've learned as an athlete to their coaching. And so when they come into coaching and they realize that there's more to learn, you know, there's techniques and processes that you use to, to prepare an athlete better. So, so it ranges from those kind of feedback um, to things like, Man, why did I? I wish I had uh, done this earlier. Uh, when when can we get the rest of our coaches trained or the other board members trained? So they they they've appreciated the cause and then they've seen it um, produce results in their you know in the workplace environment. Shani Mili Sokuru says the goal now is to see locals leading the way in all sports, both on and off the field. From Onok side, our goal was to make it a locally based program in each of our countries. So we've achieved that by having our, you know, country our members adopt the program, and we have local trainers in the program. And as a result, you know, we've reached about seven thousand individuals through our causes eh? the last since uh, twenty thirteen. So obviously, most of those trained are locals. With our goal of having it a locally based program, that, that is kind of the offshoot of that. This can only be possible if our Olympic committees and our national federations have the same goal, a local taking action roles. Because we, we have it in, uh, in all sports except the bigger ones like rugby, netball and football. They all have local coaches. It's those bigger sports because they, you know, they they at the top, you know, top tier of the world, whether they're in the top 10 or you know, top 10, top five, they pursue that. Well, apart from football, is we'd like to see that, that we have our locals taking on those roles. And really, like I said earlier, it's the big sports of rugby and football that have foreign coaches. Sosaya Tuliki Hakao is one of the few Pacifica football referees in Aotearoa. The 21-year-old has been recognised by the community as a champion for diversity and inclusion in football, selected as a finalist for the county's Monaco Sporting Excellence Awards for Referee of the Year. We talked to Sosaya about his football journey and his hopes to see more Pacifica in the game. I had a really bad knee injury and pretty much what the doctors told me was I wasn't I wasn't going to be able to play again. So that year was pretty much a pretty tough year for me. So um, the club had a um, uh, had a team that was free to they were looking for a coach. And I said, oh, yeah, I'll put up my hand and I'll coach the team. And my mum was helping me manage the team and stuff like that. So it was pretty much my little brother's team. And my mum was the manager and I was the coach. Uh, it, was, it was my first time experience coaching a team at a club level. So it was really good. It was a different, um, it was a different perspective on my part being now the coach and trying to see, okay, this player can do this, can do that. But I know that they're not really confident in doing some stuff. So what do I do to help them achieve their one achieve? And that kind of led on to refereeing because I know that with our games and stuff like that, especially in the community football side, you don't get appointed referees, either the coach rest or one of the parents rest. So I got chucked on one of those uh, community ref courses and then, yeah, just went off from there. Well, you've stuck around, so you must like it. What do you enjoy about it? 
for me, it's just the um, the pure enjoyment of giving everyone a good, fair match. I guess, especially in the football world, um, when your referee makes a mistake, that's the only thing they focus on. One of the things that um, uh, I've learned from other referees is that if you're not mentioned in anything, then you've done your job. <laughs> so refereeing for me is a it's a big. Um, I guess it helps me in, in terms of my confidence, and because these days I'm refereeing people who are 10 years older, 15 years older than I am, and it's, uh, it's a bit, it's a bit intimidating. But I know that I can back myself to say, uh, back myself to make the decisions that are needed, and I know that whoever's on the sideline with me, running the lines or being the liners. They can back me 100% with whatever decision I make on the field at the time. Are there many Pacifica referees in football? At the moment, I've only encountered two um, in the Auckland region. But I know in the islands, it may not seem as big in the islands as it is here, but in the islands, there are a lot more Pacifica referees that are hitting that, um, that World Cup qualification mark where they can actually go in and referee in those World Cup tournaments. And we've seen that in the past few years where we had... Um, one Tongan referee and one um, two New Zealand referees head on over and referee a friendly match between Argentina, uh, one of the biggest football nations on the planet, against Brazil. And they wrecked that match. They appointed referees from both from New Zealand and Tonga. So for me, that's a big win because uh, not many officials from especially the, our area, the Pacifica region, get the chance at that, especially at the stage uh, at the FIFA World Cup or anything like that. So I think it's for me, it's a big win for those who are wanting to take up the whistle. In saying that, would you like to see more Pacific peoples taking up the whistle in New Zealand? Oh, definitely, because like, um, I know that the um, the refereeing pathway is not professional yet in New Zealand because we don't have a professional um, football league in New Zealand. But I think it definitely can be achieved. All it takes is just uh, does, they don't have to be the authoritative type of person. You know, they just have to. I feel like a referee needs to be a people person, a person who can communicate well with others, a person who can get along with others, and someone who can just joke along with the players during the game. Well, you must be a people person because um, from what I've seen, you're actually quite known in the community as a champion for diversity and inclusion in football. I guess it's the more, it's um, the thing I love about football is that it can connect with anyone in any way. So I literally can just walk into a school. So I, like this year, I went, uh, went back to my old um, college at um, Aurelia and asked if I could take the girls' team for the And they said, yeah, why not? Just go for it. I was like, oh, it's sweet. So this year, I took the girls' team. And um, this year, we tried to, um, with the FIFA Women's World Cup coming in 2023, one of the club's aims is to try to raise the number of females that are playing um, the game, especially in South Auckland. Not knowing that decades, uh, decades, before we've had a lot of the football, uh, a lot of the footballing power was in South Auckland. Before, a lot of the uh, football giants came from this area. Decades later to now, that's kind of just shifted over, and I do see that coming back to South Auckland as being the home of football because it's always been here. That talent has always been here, and the people have always been here. It's just a matter of trying to get them up to that stage where they can actually perform, and that's why I think we need to. Um, for me, working with the club, uh, we can push for, and it's something we've been pushing for for past 10 years or something like that, with this inclusion of women in the, in the sport and also with um, different other ethnic groups as well. You notice that, especially within our, our club, our club is, I'll, I'll probably say our club is the most 
probably the most ethnically diverse club probably in the country. You were named as a finalist for County's Monaco Sporting Excellence Awards for Referee of the Year. What was your reaction to hearing that news? To be honest, I, I didn't think uh, a referee, especially in the football side, getting nominated. I would usually see mainly the rugby referees or the netball umpires or um, the cricket umpires getting nominated. Never would I thought of seeing a, uh, a football referee get nominated and actually make it through to the final as a finalist. For me, I think it's a, it's a privilege to be um, nominated. Like Regardless if I win or not, I'm still happy at the end of the day. I'm not really fussed at all. But for me, it's, uh, it's a huge privilege to be nominated for that award. Do you think you would have gotten to refereeing and coaching if your knee you know, didn't give way? To be honest, no. Um, I would have been so fixed on playing that refereeing and coaching would have just breezed past me. Yeah, I, wouldn't have, I would have said no. I think the injury that I had kind of helped open my eyes to see that, that football is, uh, isn't is always what it seems. It's like you don't have to be you don't have to be a player to contribute to the game. You can be an administrator, you can be a referee, you can be a volunteer, you can be coaching or, or even managing on the game day or helping with the kids on the Saturday mornings. As long as you're, whatever way you can contribute to the game, it's a, it's a win. What are your goals or your dreams or football dreams moving forward? My dreams are for my club, Monaco United, hopefully to play one day in the um, in the FIFA Club World Cup. It's something that hasn't been done before and will be the first South Auckland club to play at such a level. We'll be pretty much playing against one of the, uh, the best club teams in the world that are pretty much playing players like millions of dollars and stuff like that. And they'll go against a, a team from South Auckland who players are based from the area playing against those top tier teams so I'd love to see that sometime in the future but in the short term um, in terms of refereeing I hope to um, hope to one day get my um, FIFA badge and hopefully referee in the FIFA World Cup sometime in the future If you want to hear more from Champions of the Pacific you can find us online at rnz.co.nz and click on the Pacific tab you can also download us from Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you find your favourite podcasts. Until next time, ka kite.